Hey, folks, thanks for stopping by Kaiser Talk Radio, only on PSN-radio.com. I have a great guest tonight, Holland, and if I mess up your name, brother, please correct me, but it's Vandenenhoff, right? You added an extra syllable, Vandenenhoff. Okay, Vandenenhoff, that's it. Yes. I'm sorry, brother. It cut your name off on here, and I was trying to go by memory. That was just, well, there's a slight uh, delay. But yeah, tonight, folks, I got a special treat. He's a great guy. Uh, I'll let him give you all of his bona fides. He's also a former Marine. Uh, this last November on the 10th, we celebrated the Marine Corps birthday. So, oorah, simplify. And with that being Bro. said, Holland, uh, tonight we're just going to be like two Marines sitting at a bar talking about current events. But introduce yourself to the audience so they know all the books and everything you did and even your epic adventure out at sea. Doing a dangerous catch. Uh, well, my name is Holland Van den uh, I'm a good friend with Kaiser here, and yes, I'm a former Marine. Or I just I like to say I'm a Marine. I, I don't even think the word former applies. Um, I was a, a rifle squad leader in the infantry, served uh, from 1995 through 1999, and uh, I'm from Oklahoma, and uh, that's where I am, am here now in Oklahoma City. And I worked, I was the uh, writer, uh, co-writer and co-producer on a documentary on the Oklahoma City bombing entitled A Noble Lie, Oklahoma City 1995. You can find that on YouTube. Just search for it, A Noble Lie, Oklahoma City 1995. You'll find it. It's two hours long. And it remains the the most definitive uh, visual demonstration uh, that the official narrative about the bombing is indeed a falsehood, as uh, perpetuated by the much now discredited FBI. So that remains my proudest work to date because, you know, they bombed my hometown. And uh, me and my uh, associates, whom I have the greatest respect for, uh, we went on the road interviewing suspects and witnesses over the course of a couple of years. My co-writer on the documentary, uh, Dr. Wendy Painting, uh, did write a book about the bombing entitled Aberrations in the Heartland of the Real, which you can find on Amazon or just search for it. Uh, a much more detailed account of Timothy McVeigh's role in the bombing. And uh, anyways, uh, I've, I'm a, I, I am a, a filmmaker. I've been lately for the past couple of years, I've been uh, going off and on a shrimp boat in the Gulf of Mexico, compiling footage for a documentary on the state of the commercial shrimping industry. Uh, the domestic shrimping industry, which is in dire straits. Uh, so I, I have been compiling footage on that. So uh, thank you for having me on. But I'm also I've also been on the Alex Jones show as a guest, also as a guest host, and uh, I've done segments before as recently as uh, a year and a half ago. So um, I do keep up with current events, and uh, I, I spend a long a lot of time on the information war when I'm not working on my films. So. Uh, thank you for having me on. Hey, brother, it's always a blessing to talk with you any chance I get. Uh, we always talk about interesting stuff. And, folks, this you're getting a chance to eavesdrop on a regular conversation that we might just have over a couple beers. And that's why I said we're just going to talk like two Marines, and he's right. I should have said former active service. Once a Marine, always a Marine. So there is no former Marine, only retired or formerly active duty or formerly reserve marines but they're all marines once once they go through boot camp that's one title nobody can take from you even lee harvey oswald and the shooter in dallas are still considered marines by the marine corps isn't that right holland indeed and if uh, if the official story holds true on this anniversary uh we taught him well <laughs> on how to shoot but of course obviously he, no one could have made those shots. Carlos Hathcock tried to make those shots, and he couldn't do it. If Carlos couldn't do it, uh, certainly uh, Oswald could not. One of the funny things is when I when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I was like, well, I'm going to see if I can do it, right? Mm -hmm. So I bought a Carcano. I still have it to this day. 6.5 millimeter, same thing. And um, I, I rocked it. I, I could get the time, but the accuracy was nasty. Well, it wasn't until I was in the Marine Corps, actually. We were down range, and I, I knew the guy running the range because I was helping run the range for the Pendleton SRT team. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, 
He's like, yeah, man, let's go to a KD course. Went out far enough. Um, and then I was shooting like shit. It was a horrible grouping. But you know how we're taught to put the the blade sight right there in the V in America? Mm-hmm. Well, the Carcano on the iron sight, you have to take it to the top. And that's where your accuracy comes in. Mm-hmm. But even with that, and we did it slow fire, you know, until I got the accuracy in. He well, shot the KD course with the Carcano? Not the whole KD. I shot... Just to that range, we went okay. to the KD core. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sorry I wasn't clear on that. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, uh, we were shooting, boom, boom, slow fire. And then all of a sudden, um, it, it was right after everybody was done shooting. They had a cycle, I think, of recruits that went through. And he, he was like, yeah, man, come on down after this time. And we'll, we'll, he was sort of interested in shooting it, too. And he thought I knew how to shoot it. Well, he's the one who told me, hey, dude, it's an Italian rifle. You have to hold the sight up and center it. And I'm like, oh, he goes, yeah, like like a pistol. Uh, and I was like, okay, I get it. So anyways, I did that, and the accuracy improved. But then he pulled out his little stopwatch, and I got the time, but the accuracy was nasty. So well, Anyone can slam the bolt that fast, but trying to, to yeah. get sights on a moving target and hit. Yeah. In less than six seconds, three shots. I mean, the first shot is when the, the time starts. Then you yep. got a second shot, and then you got a third shot, all within six seconds. To get accuracy on that on a moving target, even at close range, a hundred or so feet, yeah, uh, is is. And also, what what is what people fail to take into consideration that was at an extreme angle of altitude. Oh yeah, uh, it was not a flat shot. You would have right. to adjust the sights because you you were several dozen feet above the target. And he had a scope, so he would have had to make massive dope adjustments on the fly, which mm-hmm. would have interrupted his time frame. And I didn't have a scope. I was doing it by iron sight because I'm like, he must have had a, a see-through where he used to have those see-through He did have a see-through. He could have, he could have used the iron sights. Or he could have used the, he could have used a scope because the scope was actually faulty, and was not even uh, it wasn't even firmly attached to the scope mount, so he would have had to use the iron sights. Um, okay, well that solves that. I didn't know that. That's the first I've ever heard of that. But even then, I had a stationary target, you know, what the KD sight or the KD uh, targets look like, six foot target, and at that range, and I'm I'm good with my. Uh, the Carcano I've gotten a lot better with, but not like I am with my Swedish Mauser. Mm-hmm. And even with my Swedish Mauser, I probably could not have, and that's 6.5 by 55 instead of 6.5 by 52, 51. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're both ballistically almost the same because they're real flat shooting guns. But the thing is, the accuracy, because if you got that slop, that pistol sight slop, and it, it's just not a, a reliable it just there's too many variables muscling the re- weapon all that shit so i, I would you know. say that's a, a trained shooter with a lot of practice from that exact angle and that exact range might be able to pull it off but by all accounts a mediocre shooter from my marine corps standards uh right. first first you know first time to try it uh is simply impossible yeah, and, and that, like I mentioned, Carlos Hathcock, when he was running the sniper school for the Marine Corps, he he simulated the conditions for the uh, Dealey Plaza shooting, and he could not pull it off. And if right. Hathcock couldn't pull it off, I'm telling you, Oswald couldn't have either. No, I, I agree with you. I qualified expert. I don't care if um, 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 what's it? I'm mind dumping his name now. Anyways, I just said it. Um, the shooter in Dallas. Why am I mind up in his name? Oswald. 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 Yeah. Uh, even if he's an expert, especially on a gun that maybe he took it to the range. I don't know. Maybe he dialed it in. But if his scope, that's something I didn't know. If his scope wasn't locked in and sighted in, then I don't think he really went to the range much with it. That and we know that Oswald had used it before on the attempted assassination, supposedly, 
of General Edwin Walker just a few weeks prior. Right. Edwin Walker was sitting in his living room in a chair. Oswald, uh, on a flat shot, missed on a stationary right. target. Right. If, if that is indeed true. Um, well, at if, least that's, if that's, that's the story true, right? says. So, yeah. so he missed on a flat target, but somehow a couple weeks later, several weeks later, without any known practice time, uh, just performed stellar, stellar class shooting off the cuff on a moving target. Uh, that's highly, highly unlikely. I agree with you, brother. I mean, uh, that was my that was my thing. I I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I've been a designated marksman before, but that's not a, a scout sniper, and that's what Hathcock was. And you know the difference between a DM and a and a sniper. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes people say they're snipers when they're DMs. Some are. I've now I've met them working for State Department, where State Department will call them designated marksmen, but they were actually Marine Corps uh, snipers or SEAL snipers. Usually, mm-hmm. maybe I think there was a few ODA snipers we've had that I've worked around. But yeah, man, those guys, if they if that was a new platform to them, and they had limited range time with them, and especially just like me, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I'm shooting right at the bottom of it, and I'm, like, consistently shooting where I should have shot, but I was, like, not where I wanted to shoot, but where I would have because of the angle. I was shooting, mm-hmm. if you're down on your back sight and your front sight's elevated, then you're shooting slightly upwards. Mm-hmm. And reverse, if you're up in the in the crease... And you're down there with the tip of that sight there, which is normally how you would use that kind of a blade sight on a U.S. rifle. Um, it's not going to be there. It's no different than a lever action, a 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to you have it down there in that sweet bottom spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's just classic Americana design. We've never changed that way, so we have consistency in training. And, and keep in mind that Oswald was not a was not an was not a grunt. He's no. a radar operator, so he went to the range at the most, you know, once a year to qualify. Maybe maybe once or twice, probably not in between, just for refresher training. And certainly was not trained to take to adjust the sights for extreme angles from altitude. Uh, no. Certainly was not trained in that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I saw there was another dude that tried to recreate it, but I don't know that he was a sniper, but Jesse Ventura did it off of a JLG at the same height, you know, uh, they're a lifting device that has a basket on it and did it on a show. On a cherry picker, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he couldn't do it. No. So well, when the FBI tried to originally simulate the shooting, uh, they couldn't pull it off, and then these were some of the finest shooters in the world. They oh, couldn't pull it off. Hathcock couldn't do it. It's just mathematically impossible that that Oswald could have pulled off those shots, uh, especially wow. you know just for example that the last shot being the most accurate, the first shot misses, and the last shot's the most ac- accurate. Uh, unless he was adjusting on the fly, adjusting his dope, which he didn't have time for, that's simply impossible. Yeah, and there's no adjust. Honestly, you have a little, especially at that range. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Carcano sight system that they have, a lot of Americans will keep it folded flat. You actually have to fold it over, and that's that close sight shot. Mm-hmm. And and you only notice that when you do that, that there's a difference in the height. And so you're still, and that's for a close shot, brother. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- there's just some nuances on that style of a gun that he had, which I got. Mine was a little shorter. That was about it. It was the cavalry style. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, they mostly used it for bicycle troops. Italian troops did, but mm-hmm. or Alpine troops. They're Alpine. special yeah. forces, quote unquote. So, yeah, man. I mean, I think we've completely debunked the whole thing about him doing it all by himself. Oswald didn't do it by himself and even the angles of the shots when when they when it actually came out where they came from i think one came from a sewer 
Uh, they didn't come from the book depository. Well, uh, one shot came from, uh, well, the, the most accurate, sh- I mean, Craig Roberts, Colonel Craig Roberts, who was a Marine Corps sniper, wrote a book from a sniper's perspective on the Dealey Plaza shooting. And uh, he knew, and I get most of my information that I've been referring to you from him about the angle of altitude, uh, how it simply would not have worked. But he calculated that uh, the first shot came from the county records building uh, behind the depository. It was, it was a rear shot that struck uh, JFK. And the kill shot, of course, came from the grassy knoll behind the fence uh, separating the grassy knoll from the railroad tracks. That was the kill shot, the famous headshot that blew his brains all over the street. I mean, his brains hit, for example... Uh, the windshield of one of the Dallas police motorcycle cops. I mean, he was he was definitely killed. But uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, when I said the sewer grassy knoll, and everyone ran towards the grassy knoll, they saw the smoke. Yeah, from the shot, and they saw the flash. You know, the witnesses were running towards the grassy knoll, pointing it out. But the shooter was behind the fence and took off immediately. Well, somebody said it was on John B. Wells' show. And John B. Wells lives in that part of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said there used to be behind that fence, there's a sewer drain that used to be open, like mm-hmm. the old open drains. Yeah, yeah. And he said they closed that and filled it in. Mm. And that's something that he, he's lived there all of his life. And he's probably, what, 70 years old, probably. Mm-hmm. So he was alive for JFK, and you know he said it was open. He, he said it in one of his shows, as late as like I, I think the early '80s. They still hadn't sealed that up. Mm-hmm. It might have been later than that. It might have been in the '90s when he was hosting Art Bell. I really can't remember the exact date that he said because he had this guy on that brought it up, and he goes, "I remember that." He goes, and that was what everybody always used to say was where the shot came from that ventilated uh, JFK's cranium. And uh, all of a sudden, he said it was there, and then he took his buddy on a motorcycle to show him, and he did. And he said, like, a month or two later, it was after, I'll tell you when it happened. I do remember why it happened. Uh, It was after the movie... It was before the movie JFK was made, where they were researching it by that uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Sean, whatever, his daddy. Yeah, Oliver, made Stone. Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. It was before he made that movie mm-hmm. that they sealed it up. Mm-hmm. So that I guess that's a gross date time. What's funny about that is that uh, although I'm from Oklahoma, I enlisted in the Marine Corps out of Dallas. And the Dallas MEP station, where you do your final... Uh, processing and you do your final, you know, your push-ups and your pull-ups to make sure you're good enough to go is on right. Dealey Plaza. So I'm doing my pull-ups and my cry and my sit-ups and all of that, uh, looking at the grassy knoll. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the military entrance processing system was right yeah. there in front. That's pretty cool to know. I mean, yeah. it's funny. Like when my son went in the Marine Corps. They changed our maps. Our maps was always on Indianola. Mm-hmm. And like a few years before my son went into the Marine Corps, they had moved it from Indianola Avenue in Columbus to this place that it's all the way out east. I mean, I can't even remember where it's at, but uh, he'll remember it because that's where he went through. But you know, you know the difference. You know what I'm saying. So it's always a special day when you stand on those golden footprints i don't call them yellow footprints anymore that's that's where you get your golden ticket babe you know what's up so well what do you want to talk about now brother i'm now two beers deep well uh i'm four beers deep but i had to i had had to stop that because uh the governor of oklahoma has instituted a lockdown and all the beer all the bars close at 11 p.m central so uh (laughs) I rushed home uh, when you called me to do this podcast. Um, cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, the governor of Oklahoma is a Republican, but he is totally wussed out and uh, decided to do a limited lockdown, which includes shutting down uh, drinking establishments at 11 p.m. Um, 
our government our governor did one better and he's a republican too and brother he had my and my family's vote i'm not bullshitting i think we talked about it on my channel mm-hmm. uh he had our family's vote forever because he drove an ohio state flag out to my mother's trailer so she could send it to me in the first gulf war and uh it boggles my mind that uh he he would do that, and it proved he was a rhino. And Republicans in name only, they're all like Mitt Romney. And they disgust me, actually. They have no balls, no backbones. I was talking earlier with Angel about how the Republicans, they'll creep to socialism, slow walk it, but the Democrats, when they get in, they're running the communism. And honestly, I think the Democrats now are running the fascism, and I think the Republicans, it is a uniparty, I think. And well, that's, the, okay, that's Trump. Trump is not necessarily a Republican. Okay? Right. For, from what I understand, for much of the 80s, he was a registered Democrat. The yep. first foray into politics in the year 2000, he was with the Reform Party. And, yep. uh, of course, in 2016, he ran as a Republican. He's not beholden to the Republican Party at all. He's not right. part of the Republican Party establishment. And the Republican Party only grudgingly accepted him because he won the election. That's it. And they are already yep. looking to the future, a post-Trump future. They are not wedded to, to Donald Trump. And we're not in this for the Republican Party, although right. I, I, I adhere to the most of the Republican Party platform principles, although most of the party does not in their actions. Right. Um, right. I, we're not doing this for the party. No, we're doing it for America. Exactly. Here, it's all the Americans, even the stupid ones that voted for Communism, honestly. I mean, thirty percent of Democrats, according to the Rasmussen poll, think the election was stolen. Seventy-five percent of Republicans and thirty percent of Democrats think it was stolen. Thirty percent of Democrats, uh, they can see it. Oh, I know, and there was massive. That's why I don't believe the numbers, bro. Nobody can make me believe the numbers because when you had the walk away campaign, the numbers on that. Mm-hmm. When you had people like Tim Pool uh, crossing over and other people that were his friends, when you had people like Dave Rubin crossing over, a lot of homosexuals. Joe Rogan uh, voted for Trump. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Well, that, that's what I heard. I know he did say that Biden was not a qualified candidate. and that what I, I, got, hear, I'm not, I'm not, I got uh, one even uh, further for you guys than Joe Rogan. A never-Trump supporter named Ice Cube voted for Trump. And he came yeah. on and said, you know what? I am voting for Trump because of this and this and this. Went on other media outlets and pretty much was proven that what the, we were being fed was a lie. And he switched his vote along with 50 Cent and a bunch of other rappers who have been talking bad about Trump because they were feeding into the narrative until they saw what was really happening and what was really going on. And at the last minute, they all said, you know what? We're going to vote for Trump. And I think a lot of Americans did that, and that's why Trump had a huge record uh, turnout towards 70 million voters. He got the most votes in the history of this country's election by a president or or a returning uh, re-elect president than anybody in the history of the country. The only one who's got more votes is Joe Biden. Gee, I wonder Mm. how that happened. Got more oh, votes than Obama they, and Hillary? Hmm. How did they, Joe Biden they, get more votes than Obama? That's what I want to ask. I, I, I you know? know exactly how. I think we all do. When, when Once they called, as soon as that happened at 4 in the morning, dude, I was up. And as soon as they said, oh, we're going to go nappy nap time, I'm like, okay, there, there's something afoot. And even before that, they refused to call Ohio when I knew the numbers were in. And Ohio... When and dude, if you get Ohio and Florida, it, it is an uh, anybody who wins it, Democrat or Republican, those two states, you get them, you're gonna sweep, you're gonna yeah, have yeah. a landslide. And they were pushing the narrative of the red mirage, and there was even a plan for a red mirage, and said, oh, then a day later or two days later, the media will call it for Trump. And now the media is pulling this move. It's, uh, I, I believe I heard it was Twitter. They're pulling that sweet-ass move where they're going to call Biden 
regardless, they've already said, regardless whether Trump wins or not through the courts, they're going to call Biden president. He gets the presidential, the POTUS title, but Trump mm. will, will be candidate. And they've mm. already done that, by the way. He's president, but he doesn't get to use POTUS anymore, from what I've heard. I'm not on Twitter. So... That's just well, no, what they're going to do is they're going to take his Twitter account and transition it over to uh, Joe Biden uh, and make it his account. And they're going to archive all of uh, Trump's tweets and uh, maybe even completely remove him from Twitter. Because, again, this, the left is that sold out and Twitter and Facebook are that sold out. They literally lie under oath in Congress and nobody does anything about it. We saw uh, Zuckerberg and the, the guy from Twitter, the bearded dude from Twitter, who owns Twitter, in Congress, both yeah. lying their asses off, saying that they don't suppress anybody, that's a lie, they don't do this, they don't do that. They're doing it to me, my website, because I have pro-Trump stuff on it. You cannot put angelespino.com on Facebook because it will not allow you to because it says directly that it is uh, against the term and a it's a violation of the terms of service, which there's nothing in there that violates anything other than I have a Trump banner on there and I support Donald Trump. So because of that alone, they've completely removed my ability to post my personal website, which is my name, angelespino.com. It's not some like hacker name. It's not a hacker website. It's my real identity. My picture's on there. My name is my blog. But somehow, some reason, I am too dangerous to post it on the Facebook. Well, here's something for That's you. good list to Let... be on, my friend. Yeah. Yes, it is. I, if you're not on a list right now, folks, you've done nothing in your life. Here's the thing, Angel. Let Holland know, because this is his first time meeting you, brother. Let Holland know where you live and how you voted before. And this is why it doesn't make sense, because me and Angel's known each other for a long time. Yeah. Just like you and me, Holland. And um, I am telling you, man, uh, it, it, tell him your background, brother. I'm going to mute, and you guys have a discussion for a while and let's see where that goes <laughs> honestly and and grab it oh i forgot to say take a seat on my big orange couch grab yourself a coffee tea soda or adult libation <laughs> as, you, as you are listening and enjoying this chat between myself holland and angel well i'll tell you this much uh my background is very simple i was a registered democrat uh since i was a teen and became registered uh, to vote I voted and made the mistake to vote for Obama. And when Obama's Obamacare uh, was put into place, uh, I was at an oncologist office. And uh, my mother, who had, had uh, cancer in her lung, uh, was getting treatment for uh, chemotherapy. And I was there talking to the, to the doctor, uh, the oncologist, who was a uh, Muslim lady, of all things. Mm. And we were talking about her procedure, medication that they were going to give her, which she had just been approved for, on top of the chemo chemotherapy and on top of the radiation she was already getting. And then the text came in that Obamacare had passed. And her face, the doctor's face, turned stone white. And this is a dark Indian lady from, you know, she's Middle Eastern. And literally her expression and the shade of her skin, like, she got scared, and she said, he just effed all of us. He, just, he, he, he fucked us. And I looked at her, I was like, what? And she goes, Obamacare just passed. And I was kind of thrown off a little bit because I was like, wait a second, you're Muslim? He's Muslim kind of, right, right, Obama? You know, you should be happy with affordable health care. And she goes, no, you have no idea how bad this is and how this is going to affect and hurt millions of people. I mean, he has been lying his ass off this entire time and it's amazing people don't see through that and this is a person again a muslim who told me that mm -hmm. and i said really because i voted for him and she goes oh my god you're one of the indoctrinated uh who needs to actually do your own research and i said okay i'm gonna look more into oh, affordable health care and obamacare and sure enough not only did it affect me directly, my health care was uh, canceled from my initial provider. When I tried to renew it, I couldn't use my same doctor, which Obama said you could. That was a lie. Uh, my coverage tripled in price. Yeah. Uh, 
not doubled, tripled in price. I couldn't afford health care at that point anymore because I was paying my bills, my mother's bills, the houses, everything else. I was being care of, you know, I was caring for a sick parent and all my bills are, you know, piling up. And, um, uh, not only did I lose my health care coverage, which I have for lupus and thyroid issues, so I need health care and I don't have it yes. because of Obamacare. And I, I can't go to a doctor and get, you know, the health care without paying $30,000, $40,000 now for it. I had surgery in December in my leg, $23,000 for a small procedure to get rid of something the size of a baseball, which was a tumor in my leg. Twenty-three grand. For that, and I no help from the government, no help from anybody, no help from any uh, uh, healthcare provider because of Obamacare. Does medic- what I understand the- is how come he didn't actually pass something that would help people if he was trying right. to do something good? At least if he was lying, at least, or whatever, at least do something. But I mean, it did not help people. I know so many no. people who lost their healthcare insurance because of this. How did that None- help people? Not only that, the worst part, forget me for a second, the worst part is it denied my mother the medication she was starting to get and she was about to get more, which the, the oncologist said directly would prolong her life maybe an extra year or two. Every moment you get with a loved one who's dying of cancer is a precious moment that we never yeah, get back. And not only yeah. did they uh, refuse to give it to her because they couldn't because the mandate that Obamacare put in did not cover that medication under what my mother was getting so they had to stop giving her some medication they they did not give her the one that she was going to be given and my mother died a year earlier than probably she should have died in 2016 maybe well, two so like well, literally I, it sped hey, up hey, her hey, death no, i'm sorry that's that sucks that's yeah does, that's when i walked sucks. away by the way before the walk away movement happened that's when i said you know what this man lied directly. I did more homework into Obama than I think even Trump did. And I saw everything that he lied about. I was infuriated by the media for propping this guy up like he was some kind of a saint. When he was literally not. He was the opposite. This guy hates America. Hates the way of life. Hates Americans. His wife said that she had never been proud of being American until he became president. That means that her whole life they hated this country. Every, and they wanted to get in here to destroy it. Everybody can look this picture up. I'm interjecting on this. Obama getting off the aircraft, going to see Hugo Chavez. Yep. And he's got a book in his hand. It's called The New American Century. Well, from a distance, you would think, or not reading the book, you'd be like, oh, A New American Century. Obama's carrying that. No, that book doesn't mention America in it. It's America being a uni country from South America to North America, that That's becomes a, yeah, the, the, the American version of the EU, the North American Union, which failed, thank God, um, and under President Trump will continue to fail. They, they have no chance to do that. And the EU the, is failing in Europe. And it turns out that Dominion voting systems may have been played a hand in voting in a lot of those EU uh, mandates. So what's going yeah. on now, if Trump can fully expose what is going on with, on with Dominion voting systems, will actually uh, set back so much of the corporatist, globalist agenda. I'm not talking about New World Order conspiracies. I'm talking about the agenda of corporations to rule right. the world as a manageable market. That is the agenda. And that is why they want to deprive you of your rights. And uh, that's why, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's why advertisers pull people's uh, advertising off YouTube. They do this, they do that, and they're falling in line with cultural, critical race theory and cultural Marxism. That is exactly, this is all, it's not conspiracy theory, it's a fact. Frankfurt School existed. It's a fact that the Atlantic Council exists. The Republicans have their same councils. And then you have Alex Jones. This is where I give kudos. Remember when he uh, went into, um, I can't think of the name of this uh, uh, place, but it, it, it's where Keep they on talking stuff. I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Their ceremonies. Uh, their ceremonies to um, uh, Moloch. I think it's the owl. Moloch the owl. And um, he actually infiltrated this place. It was, um, oh, shoot. 
And but you see high powered people there like Carter, like Nixon went there. And when Nixon went there, he said, that's nothing but faggot stuff. And uh, whether people are queer or, or homosexual or whatever, whatever name you want to use or political correct, you know, gay means you're happy. I, I'm not averse to saying gay. That's what you're doing. I'm, I'm good with it. You know, it's, it's your business. And that's the whole thing, man. It's always about, you know, uh, your business. And everybody forgets, before there was a pluribus unit coin, this is no joke. I have one of them. Mind your business. Benjamin Franklin had our first coins minted. That's why the big thing on the Franklin Mint is so big, because that was the mint that actually started uh, coinage. And all of our coins did not say e pluribus unum back in the day out of many one. It said, mind your business. And it's so funny how now the Karens and everybody else doing their bullshit have have not just said, screw our history, which they're taking down. We see it. And Trump stood against that. You think Biden's going to stand against that? You think he's going to resist Antifa? Nah. Nah. Instead of being mind your own business on our coinage, even though it's now a pluribus unum, uh, we were starting to get mind your own business back and then COVID hit. And this is going to be a little conspiratorial to some people, but I believe it was by design. I, I know for a fact it was a bioweapons attack, either oh, yeah. accidental release or purposeful. It's still released. It was purposeful. Yes, it is. It is. It is a bioweapon. And the thing about the U.S., the reason why we do all of our, and people need to look into the links between Fauci and the Wuhan lab, but they're not going to now if Biden gets in. And that's why the Republicans are trying to get him in, too. And that's why they're also, for the first time in history, if Trump does not stay president, because now this would be the only time he would have to be free with a mandate to investigate all this shit because they boiled him down into so many investigations and they've kept him from doing it. But Biden's as dirty as the day is long. And, hey, there's a lot of Republicans dirty. That's why I said I'm a political atheist. Holland knows that. Uh, Angel knows that. Everybody knows that. I, I was a libertarian, man. Okay? I was yeah. a Ron Paul Republican just because I, I liked Ron Paul. Um, but I, I know I, I own zero loyalty to the Republican Party in itself or what it does or most of its politicians who are just fair weather weasels who abided Trump yep. simply because he won the election and are only too glad to see him go as long as they retain their power in the Senate. Um, so, I mean, this is not about the party. This is about America, making America great, uh, you know, not allowing America to be raped by China, by foreign countries, not allowing our industry to be raped, not allowing, not you know, not having us be the policeman of the world. And you know, you're a veteran, a lot of people listening are veterans. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot of benefits out of all of that. And Trump is the anti-war president. In the primaries, he yep. destroyed Jeb Bush over the Iraq war. The only Republican candidate to run on an anti-war platform and to criticize the Iraq war and to call it out in the debates, tell Jeb Bush to his face that the war was a mistake. And it destroyed Jeb Bush. Yep. Destroyed his chances right there. That is why we like, like Donald Trump. Not because he's a Republican. Yeah. Miss, Mr. Guac Bowl. Remember, mm -hmm. he was doing the Guac Bowl thing to get the Mexican yes, vote. His, and yet. His pandering. Yeah, his pandering. Just like Hillary's. I got hot sauce in my past. Look. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pander. I'm going to tell you guys for real. I got some Tony Sacheries I keep in my flipping uh, Merce, my uh, man purse. <laughs> and uh, I, I also keep uh, a little bit of hot sauce. And guess why? Because I go places and they never have it. But I also keep some mustard, the kind, kind I like. It's an old East German mustard that I became very fond of. It's Bautzner. It's called Bautzen. It's from, uh, anyways, it's a long story, but it's the best. You should have your own mustard line, Kaiser's Mustard and Hot Sauce, you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's a seller. 
Yeah. yeah there you go. Hey, but it, I got to get it imported every time. I have to have brothers in former East Germany where it's made in Bautzen um, send me my Bautzen. And, um, you know, that's the whole thing, man. I mean, and that's the whole thing. That's another thing about war. And, and I've been to it, and, and Holland has his experiences, which if he wants to choose to share, he well, I'm can. not a war veteran. I'm not, okay. but I, I did serve two deployments in the Middle East, but I, I, I will not claim war veteran status because I did not see combat. No, no, no. Okay, I get it. Uh, but but the point is, um, you're a veteran. But I have and, many friends who did, okay? Yeah. Some of my closest friends, if I had to sit through and, and you know, while with tears in their eyes, recounting their experiences, some of whom have gone through very intense and traumatic experiences, I've had to deal with that. Oh and, yeah, and uh, I, I can't say I would I would have wanted to go through that. Right, no, but I'm saying I have met former enemies, quote unquote, enemies that the government designates, right? And I have met them and become friends with them, and yet the government said these people were evil, these people were ready to kill us all, and I found that to be faulty. I've also seen it confirmed i mean don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say everybody that was an enemy by the government was a lie but what i will say is i've met more handshake wise and i'm not talking through the internet either not through facebook or any of that bullshit i'm talking face to face and of course there's always a little distrust when somebody in iraq says they used to be fadeen and you're like oh and then but I'd already known him for, fuck, I think seven months. And I was supposed to report anybody that ever mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll never say a word. And I never have. Oh, man, hey, he was fighting for now. his country. Yeah. Were, Hell yeah. Were we? Hell yeah. And I respect to him. But mm-hmm. he's, he had no hate in his heart for America. I know that. He loved America, and anyways, I'm not getting into the facts. But yeah, man, I get where you're coming from, brother. And uh, I also wanted to confirm, my mother in 2006, when I left Iraq from Mosul and came home, it was because my mother was diagnosed with Oatsraw cancer. And she got, like, experimental treatments that didn't cost her shit to keep her alive. They gave her six weeks. I got six months. As Angel said, that's precious, beautiful time. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of good memories are made. And the point is that Obamacare, under that, my uncle was a big supporter of Obama. He voted for him, too. And Ohio went blue for under Obama and under Clinton one time. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why that happened is because of idiots like my uncle. I love my uncle, but he he had his own weirdness. Hey, Obama he, talked a good game, man. Yeah. I cheered him on too. It was like, hey, it's better than Bush. Yeah, um, and and my uncle but he got, didn't follow through. He didn't yeah, follow through. Well, my uncle got uh, some sort of heart issue, and once Obama came in, the doctor told him before Obama. I could have gotten this for you for like $19 a bottle. But after Obama, it became $2,000. So that you guys wonder why they did that? Because of big pharma. Mm-hmm. And just like this COVID shit, they're saying, oh, you're going to get free COVID shots. You're going to take the jab in the arm. They're free. Yeah, if there's a jab in the arm, that's free. It's just like going on Facebook. We go on Facebook, which many of us do. Uh, there's a trade-off. They get all your information, so they mm-hmm. get to share it with everybody. It's data mining. And I, the jab, what is that? The mark of the beast to be, you know, biblically believing. I, I put air quotes up there. What are they putting in there? A tracking device? I mean, fuck. I, I keep my throw phone here that I have. I, I keep it here most of the time because... Nobody knows when I leave. They don't need to know. And that is a tag. That's a leash. Your cell phone is a leash. Especially if you have your location on on the phone. When you have the location turned on, they can track you anywhere and know exactly where you're going. Even without that, 
even even without that, even without them, but that makes it easier for a lot of the uh, institutions. But yeah, even without it, they can still tap. I mean, you don't need to chip people anymore in the arm or in the leg or in the, anywhere in their body. Technology has made that obsolete. Chipping is yesterday's news at this I, point. I have a throw phone. It's a flip phone, and it's old. And I use it when I travel. And you know where I went, down to Brazil, going to a target country, which we won't discuss. And when I went there, it was the day that that target country shut their borders in March. And uh, I made it to Brazil, Sao Paulo. And once I got there, they were like, oh, you can't fly. Now, my phone was dead since I talked to my wife. And I talked to my wife in Atlanta. It was dead. Dead, dead. I've told people, even when it's dead, it tracks you. I know this. But it was funny. Here's a phone that was paid for by money. No card. They have no idea who owns it. I top it up with a card that I buy with cash, not a credit card. So they have no idea who owns it. So I don't care. I land back in Columbus. Wife comes to pick me up. I plug in my phone. And as soon as it gets a decent charge, it turns on. And all of a sudden, it says, message, ding, ding. And I'm like, oh, shit, a message. I must have missed a message before I left. Maybe it's from a wife. I can laugh and joke about it. I flip it. No, it's from the CDC. You've been to a country that has COVID-19. You must self-quarantine for 14 days. <laughs> That's so bad. the phone was off in Brazil before Ted. you got there. And it still knew yeah. that you'd been in Brazil. Oh, yeah. Because they have a diode in it that keeps it charged for, I think, four or five weeks just for the geo tracker, which is turned off on that old school phone. You could turn them off, but you can't turn them off. It's now, it, it's just like when they switched GPSs after 9 11 and gave them that 10 foot difference so they couldn't have super accuracy. Mm hmm. Uh, they did the same thing with the phones. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing. It's muff fake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never trusted to turn the geo locator thing off. They may they may turn off Google from watching you, but it doesn't turn off the government from watching. Well, the Google here's the thing: a fascist state. What is that? A merger of corporate state interests yeah. and state interests. Exactly, and that's what we've seen with the tech tyrants. And the, the Angel, this show will probably get you banned, all three <laughs> of us arrested. Because, dude, I just, I was telling people because I, from my first agency, I knew this shit. And and they were issuing me out sat phones and shit. And, uh, and that was back in 2001, bro. So... Anyways, that's all I want to say on that. But Oh, I, I think I'm already banned on Facebook. I was uh, doing the show earlier, and the first hour of my Facebook crashed, and I couldn't uh, locate it anywhere except for my cell phone. Go figure on that, huh? Yeah. Isn't that my, sweet? Yeah, all my bra And I'm talking about multiple <laughs> computers, not just with my desktop. You say, well, maybe your cookies or something on the computer is not allowing. No, no. My desktop and my two laptops could not get Facebook. I took my cell phone off of the Wi-Fi and I put it on the hotspot. It picked up the mobile part of Facebook, and it was slow on the phone. And that's never happened before, but I was talking about Because you, you, you heard the first hour on uh, my show earlier, and you know what I was talking about. Right. And as soon as right. I went into detail, boom, Facebook went down. So I know they're listening. Oh, well, that's why I've had to name all of our shows. Obscurely, I couldn't talk about the show openly of what me and Holland talked about. I couldn't talk openly after Biden, quote-unquote, won, which he hasn't won shit. I've had to, because if you say Biden won, oh, shit, you're throttled. If you talk about Oklahoma City now, you talk about anything that's controversial, yep. yeah, they're, they're going to throttle you. And they have a little bit on... Uh, for my numbers on YouTube, from the show me and Holland did on OKC, this is no bullshit, bruh. Uh, the numbers are being suppressed because I've seen them go up. And then today I went on there, and I'll do it right now. Let me refresh it, and I'll tell you what our current numbers are now, and this will blow you away. 
I was in there a couple days ago, and it was at 98. Oh, we have 48 people and only five likes, where we had 10 likes at 98, and now we're at 48. It was yeah, going down. Yeah, it's being, yeah, exactly, brother. So this is, I don't trust shit. And, and, and that's coming from a dude that was a Fed that had total buy-in, man. And it pisses me off. Anyways, I'll mute you guys. Talk until I have to close out the show because I'll well, listen. Well, we actually I'll... have to uh, close out pretty soon because we have another show coming up at uh, at once. So. Okay, so we got three minutes. Yep. With that being said, Holland, uh, give out all your stuff. Okay, for those again. for those who want to, what what I'm known for is the work. Uh, people to watch. It is the documentary. It's entitled "A Noble Lie," Oklahoma City, 1995. Find it on YouTube. You have to search for it around. It gets suppressed on YouTube a lot, believe me. Uh, but people, thank God for the fans out there who keep on putting versions of it, uh, of it up there. I'm not doing this. They are. It's two hours long. Look it up for YouTube. A Noble Lie, Oklahoma City, 1995. It's a two-hour documentary on the Oklahoma City bombing and the lies that the FBI and the government perpetuated to cover up what really happened. So just look that up. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much for having me on, Kaiser. Hey, brother, you know, this is just, uh, I want to have you on more, actually. I want to have you on more on my show, and I want to have you more on PSN, because you bring a lot to the table. Uh, I've I've helped, you know, I want people's voices out there. I'm the guy that believes more voices, not less. And if, if I got bad ideas, then throw people up with better ideas that can counter me. And and that's what Kaiser's Castle stands for. More ideas, not less. And and we've all been docs. Me, you, and Angel have been docs many moons ago. We know, dude, I had a two-hour show on what a Nazi I am when I'm not. Angel will laugh about that. Um, I was on a show, the best show I've ever done, with two Jewish people. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill and Nancy Burns. That's fact. Ask Angel. Angel, am I lying? No, I've been called a Nazi, and I'm Cuban, have uh, Chinese and Indian on my blood. Somehow I'm a Nazi because I support Trump. And I was doing a show with the, the the same two Jewish people, Bill and Nancy Burns. And on another show, my co-host was also Jewish. Shout out to Seth Weiler, who's in the hospital, recovering from heart surgery. He had a heart attack this past weekend, uh, a week ago. And, uh, you know, he's uh, on, on a road to recovery, so shout out to, to Seth, my old co-host. Uh, but funny enough, uh, me, surrounded by Jewish people, and I grew up in all black neighborhoods, have a you know, mixed family background, somehow I'm a white supremacist, Nazi-loving uh, uh, dude because I supported Trump. That's how the media portrays me. That's how they're looking at me. <laughs> and, and I told somebody Go one figure. time, brother, when you call everybody a Nazi... And a fascist, nobody's a Nazi in a fascist. Yep. And, and that's the reality of this thing. But with that being said, folks, I do have to close this out. And it's sadly that I have to do it with a sad heart because there was so much more I wanted to talk with Angel and Holland about. But I only have an hour. So at that point, I have to say thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. Uh, I will slowly raise the drawbridge as you guys walk out with your coffee, tea, soda, and adult libation. With that being said, God bless, be well, be safe. Shuff out.